What's up, everybody? Welcome to Eastern Current. This is episode 28. Um, it's actually just a pre-recorded episode. Since uh, we're recording it the week before Christmas, uh, the, the Tuesday of Christmas week, we're obviously not going to do one. That's Christmas Eve. And then the following Tuesday is, uh, is New Year's Eve. And so we decided to pre-record one episode to give you all as a little Christmas present from Eastern Current to you. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. We've got our good buddies Ryan and Ben on from Intercoastal Angler. Uh, they're just already laughing. I know this is going to be a fun show. The Christmas present everyone was hoping for. Exactly. It's the big one. Too big to wrap. <laughs> but um but yeah we're going to be talking about wintertime tackle and uh and and tackle and tactics and whatnot so um these are two tackle gurus here they know everything about tackle they know every uh uh number code for every marilure is that arlen <laughs> that's arlen, that's arlen. <laughs> that's definitely you're arlen. definitely talking us up way too much so <laughs> you got the b team <laughs> We got the B team. It's all we could get. We didn't have enough to afford Arlen. So we got Ben and Ryan here, and I'm going to go ahead and introduce them. Here we go. I can't do it both at the same time. Here's Ren, er, Ryan. Here's Ryan Christofferson. Hi, I'm Ren. <laughs> this is my good friend, Ren. And then here's Ben. What's going on? So, and then here's Cameron. What's up, Cameron? <clears throat> Not too much. You, uh, does your wife is your wife mad yet about Eastern Current? I've got you over here two, two nights in one Not week. Not yet. Yeah, I think she's, uh, anytime I'm, out of the house, I think she she enjoys her time. Oh, nice! <laughs> she was just in the shop buying you some Christmas stuff, and she Ooh, she said, uh, "Mama, she said, you going over, Judge?" She didn't seem too upset. So. Oh, well, there you yeah, go. no, I, right on. I'm sure you led her in the right direction. I did. No, you got some pretty <laughs> bad stuff. <laughs> you should buy him this. He wants some uh, Marlin plugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they work great on redfish. That's whoop, right. Whoop. All right, so I'm going to jump in and do the sponsors real quick. Um, here we go. Come on up. There we go. All right, we got Ice Strike Fishing. Um, Dave and Ralph over at Ice Strike, awesome dudes. They've got some incredible products, and I fish their their jig heads pretty much exclusive, actually exclusively. Um, Seato, um, if you hit a sandbar, you better have Seato, you idiot. And then <laughs> Afco, great clothing company, um, as well as Marshware. Thorpe Creative is Billy's uh, company. If you need any hats or shirts or anything like that, print it up. Uh, hit him up. Eastern Angling's my guide business. CT Custom Lures, awesome dude, makes awesome lures, uh, flies and baits. And then KBT Realty is Billy's Realty Group, which I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep pushing Billy's stuff because it's on here. So, um, but yeah, so we are excited about tonight's show. Yeah, I think y'all will probably get this on New Year's Eve. So don't make any New Year's Eve plans. Y'all should sit down and listen yeah. to Eastern Current or watch yeah. Eastern Current. Or you could do it, you know, in the following days to come after the new year. So we hope you had a great Christmas, and uh, here we go. So, uh, Cameron, you got any? You, you kind of want to start off with the questions for everybody. Do you guys go fishing today? Unfortunately, no. Um, I didn't what, have to work. What is your, your excuse? I was at work, so but I, you had no excuse. Were you just lazy? No, I, I actually was not lazy today, which is common among <laughs> me. But. Uh, no, today I, I had a lot to do to get ready for Christmas, so I got all my last-minute stuff done. I invited you to go fishing. I know, and I told you I couldn't go because I, I had stuff to do. <laughs> I think responsibility. Landon went with John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was, uh, I was fishing a creek by myself, and I get a picture, and it was like, I see you. And, it was, <laughs> and that's like probably the fifth time Landon's done that to me because he'll always be working on houses right there. And we're texting for a little bit, and I caught a fish, and – uh, he was like, nice fish, because I guess he could see me holding it in the boat. And I was like, hey, you want to come catch one? So I ran over and picked him up. He left the job site and came, jumped on the boat and came over and fished <laughs> me for a minute. Yeah, he said and he went on a charter and said he didn't catch anything. He didn't pay me anything. Okay. <laughs> he shouldn't have expected much. I was frustrated, man. <laughs> I've been getting just – nobody's been paying me lately. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, that, that was fun. That was fun. So, 
I guess I was the only one that fished today. You didn't fish today, did you? No, nope, work. Dang, unfortunately. Man. Yeah. You got to play more. It's the worst. <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah. Let's let's kind of just dive into it. We'll we'll have a fun time with this one. It's not too serious, but but I kind of just want people from this episode to you know if they don't have or maybe you know this time of year you get a little I get a little confused on the water. Like, what do I need to throw? Like today I saw a bunch of trout. Was throwing different baits to them. Uh, and they weren't eating it. Or, or I was sitting, you know, back from a deep hole, throwing all these different baits into it, retrieving them different ways. And I'd be like, all right, there's no fish in there. And I'd troll a motor across it, and there'd be like 30 fish sitting in there that didn't eat anything. So just having some some more, you know, some different lures and some different tactics in your belt for this, under your belt for this winter uh, can be pretty important. That was very um, rambling. But let's, uh, let's get it started, Cameron. Yeah, yeah. I think um, a good first thing to talk about is just real basic this time of year when you're going out on the water what's what are the basic things in your tackle box well i think like what judd said this time of year can be very tough um i think the key things to do are go natural um and go light all natural all natural <laughs> <laughs> and uh go light and slow so um i'm gonna use some baits I can work slow like MR-17s and I'm going to use some natural baits as well um, like some gulps or that's not gulps are not natural <laughs> that <laughs> was, are all natural. I was skipping on to my next thought <laughs> but more something like a voodoo shrimp or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah real realistic looking yeah exactly. natural colors yeah. something you can work slow I'm sure Ryan agrees because the yeah, water sure. is because the water is generally clearer well yeah it's definitely going to be way clearer so they can see better and they're mm-hmm. also going to be way, way more lethargic with that colder water yeah. so I yeah. think yeah, yeah. mostly you have to give them something that they won't hesitate with i think it's like the biggest thing that's yeah. something that that it looks natural enough and is moving the right way that they're they're willing to eat it if it looks at all off this time of year i think it's a lot harder to get a bite yeah, yeah it's not like the fall where you can yeah. throw throw kind of anything at them and get some bites yeah you gotta, you gotta think those fish are so cold sitting down there they're not yeah. you don't want to move very far yeah. and um for something that you don't think is very appetizing if you're pretty cold. Sure. You know? Yeah. It's just like if you're in bed and you don't want to get out when it's super cold, you're nice and cozy. And you're not yeah. If someone offers much. you like a steak, you might get up. I might. <laughs> <laughs> and it just so happens to float by my face. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I don't have to reach that far. Yeah. That, that's important too is covering water, I think, and, and like meticulously covering it. Yeah, because – Super yeah, slow. I mean, you, yeah, because you're, you're going to have to work for those fish no matter what. But if you fan cast a spot with five casts, you know, you have your little angles that you worked. Those angles in between that could have been your bite. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So, like, if you, if you went a day before and you had a spot that, you know, produced, like, 10 trout, and then you go back there the next day and you're throwing same tide, same current, and you're not catching anything. Are you how how often are you going to change up like your direction of cast? Um, I guess how how in, hard in are you that situation? Work that I don't. I, I guess for me it depends on. I mean, I'm always going to give a spot like that time. You know, if I caught him there yesterday, especially but, this time of year when yeah. your spots are less. I'd say more few and far between. Yeah. So yeah. these fish aren't spread out. They're more secluded in one area. Like Judd said, he's got a spot where he knows some fish are. Especially see some good fish. I'm probably going to hit that spot a little harder, um, yeah. work it longer, switch out my baits, especially if I know there's some fish there and I caught them yesterday, give it a, yeah. a while longer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm 
Oh, ahead. sorry. No, I, I was saying it seems like this time of year too. Once it, once the water hits like a certain threshold, it's like f- typically like early trout season. It's like those cooler days are the better days, yes. and then this time of year, it's like those warming trend yeah. days are mm-hmm. the better bites. You're looking for those, mm-hmm. warm and so you've got to switch up your your thought process. Of yeah, I, I mean, something that I've always thought about is like those fish. Once it gets, I mean, you know, I do I do a lot of nighttime fishing. This time of year, it becomes less effective. Yeah, um, I think that having the sun on their back for a good period of time, letting them get comfortable and getting warmed up, makes it like like late afternoon on a day that it might get up to sixty when it was you know forty the last two days. Yeah, might be a better option than like not that you can't catch a fish on a forty degree day in in high forties water. It, 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 they're definitely there. It's just. It's harder to get a bite. They get picky. Yeah. I don't know if sure. you remember um, last year. I think it was coming in right off winter and spring. Jamie was coming to the shop all the time saying he had some fish he was seeing all the time and um, having a hard time getting to eat. And then we had those couple warm days. And he went in there and he came in the shop and waited, uh, I think it was like a yeah, five waited, and a six. A yeah, right there fish. where he said, yeah. saw him, but it was a couple consecutive warm days. Yeah. So that's all I needed yeah. Yeah. right there in that yeah. one spot. Ryan, so. you told me something interesting a while ago and it was the frequency that big trout eat yeah and that's something that i've been told and i've read about it before that those big trout they're they're really looking for a big meal and especially when they have their feed bags on in general i don't know if that applies as much this time i don't of year. think it does man uh, this I, time of year i don't think it I does because i think they're downsizing and you'll hear a, a lot of people talk about downsizing in cold water can be huge like you know switching to something that's an easy meal and putting it in their face. And that's why I think making a lot of casts, like I said earlier in mm-hmm. the, in those, in those, those spots that you know that there's fish in, like you were talking about, like you went there yesterday, there was fish there. I don't think that fish move large, vast distances this time of year. I think they find places that they're comfortable that has bait in it. A lot of times. I mean, I, I also see this time of year that like, Something that I haven't really gotten to do as much, but I've I've noticed the last couple of years that places that don't have a lot of current, they don't have to work. They can just kind of chill. Yeah, that's very true. That's like why you find a lot of fish in your deeper holes and marinas. Boat basins, yeah. yeah. Boat basins, definitely. I'm going to the marina. Going to the marina. <laughs> it's basically where you need to go. Be yeah. successful and a lot of times this, this time yeah. of year. Yeah, fishing mm-hmm. slow. Fishing yeah. slow. Um, what do y'all, do y'all think it's more important? Oh, all right, if or this is a better way to look at it. If you're on, on some trout, you know there's fish there, you're having a really hard time getting them to eat. And I know you can do both, but would you rather be throwing something really realistic or something with scent? Like, do you think there's a this time of year? I think both. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, yeah, definitely. I'm, I, guess I have the have ability to, to do both, so I'm going to do both. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to yeah, take, you know, something yeah. that I, I trust in those waters and cover it in Procure. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why I like that's, uh, grab some stuff. real serious Procure trout fishermen. They'll have like eight rods. Oh yeah, all rigged yeah. up within different. You know what's funny is uh, we said earlier. Um, your wife was in the shop asking. I don't get it. Why he's got these rods at the house? <laughs> I don't understand. I said, well, we need Options. more rods. I said we're gonna have six to eight rods tied on the boat with different lures. We don't want to right. retie. We want to sit there in the spot and yeah, that's right. have our go to tied up. You never know. You never know what's gonna work. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and you don't want to have to retie. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Whenever you, know? you fish on someone else's boat, I'm like, I don't want to bring more than three or four rods. Like, <laughs> Doug, I want seven. Doug always texts me and says, uh, "What's my rod limit today?" Well, it's <laughs> like I used to tell tell people. I used to tell you on, when I had my little skiff, 
Three bo- you're allowed three uh, rods. Yeah. <laughs> but you want more. You want more. I wanted more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's it's just so nice, especially like redfish, you know, you can pretty much throw anything to them. But trout fishing, like you could be sitting on a spot and, and being able to just quickly change through three or four of your Absolutely. confidence baits and yeah. know if there's a fish in there before you get all crazy yeah. is, is, is key, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, yeah, let's jump into the next question. What I'm about, about to rip all these cords so off the ground here. We um, – <laughs> I mean, we spoke a little bit about the types of baits we use, but what about go-to colors? I mean, I mean you, you mentioned natural, but I also feel like, I mean, you got some chartreuse there. You got a... Chartreuse always works. Yeah. Well, that chartreuse one was a little different. I was looking for some little fishies, and this is just the first bag I saw. I don't think that'd be my go-to personally. Do you like the blue and white? Blue yeah, blue and white. Yeah. I would consider more of a natural color. Greenbacks, pinks, whites. Um, you see, I grabbed some mirror lures here. A lot of... A lot of um, a lot of blue and blue um, broken glass sides, like this guy right here, custom 17s. Um, shout out to Jot, got the Jot custom 17, pink back, um, silver sides. Jot said something the other night, or I guess it was two nights ago we were doing his show, but he was saying that he likes in clear water to fish brighter colors, yeah. which is like something that which you hear people have like either they really want to throw something supernatural or they want to throw something uh, real real bright. And I, I've heard both sides of that story, and I've seen both work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that a lot of times when people like, you, I, I think that it's one of those things that you can't pigeonhole yourself or or say that this is the only thing that works. We we at working at the tackle shop, we get people come in all the time. They're like, this is the only thing they'd bite, and we always laugh because ninety nine percent of the time, I know that that's not true. Like, yeah. there's certain things that do work in situations, and I've had I have had bites that like. That's the color grub, and I always keep oddball bright stuff in my in my bag. Like I and yeah, I've seen it always. You always yeah. got an off the wall color. Yeah, sometimes off, you yeah, go do that. Exactly. Which I don't. I don't know if that necessarily applies more to cold water. Stuff, no, I don't know if it does, but I think it's important to have. Yeah, you never yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, you reach sure. deep in your bag when you know there's some fish there, and sometimes the ones yeah, I've had, you never I, use. I, I I I can think of one night specifically that me and Andrew, who works at the shop with with me, were fishing a spot that. We had been catching fish in, and we just could not get a bite. And I pulled out the ugliest grub I've ever seen in my life that I bought because it was ugly. And it was the only <laughs> bite I got that night, and it was a four-and-a-half-pound trout. You Heck know, yeah. it was a nice trout. It was the only bite I got. And I had swung seven other colored grubs through that spot, yeah. you know, and that one made them it's, it's funny, give like, it up. It's funny what people, you know, the different little confidence what, – what would the word be? Just – things that people do for confidence you know like my buddy adam literally he has one tarpon hook he wants to fish but the tarpon hook only comes he ties all his flies on it and so yeah yeah tarpon hook only comes i forget which one it is but it's a little shiny and he doesn't like that it's shiny so he literally sits there puts the thing in his vice and burns it for like five minutes and gets all the shininess off of it every single fly that he ties for tarpon yeah. and then ties his fly on that he's like oh yeah i, I 100 get more bites than the ones that aren't shiny i'm like how do you know how do you know that's that? like um well, arlen he's uh he's uh on his sea mullet world tour and surf and he's got a, there's a mewtwo owner circle hook he likes to use but it's red so he's been taking the grinder to it and grinding all the paint off of it and underneath it's gold he swears it gets more bites really <laughs> so, yeah from, from and arlen's a <laughs> I get it for tarpon, but mullet. I mean, I hey, like the dedication. Uh, he's a good mullet fisherman. Yeah. yeah. I think that all those intricacies of people's fishing stuff, like your little quirks about stuff, it makes us who we are as fishermen. And yeah. it also, some of it is 100% true. Like, if you ask old 
what Orland's doing there, and I only know this because I, some of the best mullet fishermen around here, some of them, you know, um, in particular, a man named Jim Barnes, who passed away about five years ago, he would only fish a number six gold kale hook, and they don't make a circle hook gold. And that's why Arlen does that thing. Wow, It's because cool. it's, a, it's a circle hook, and you don't have to set it, and they'll eat it, but it's a gold hook. It's as close as you can come to that gold kale hook without fishing a kale hook. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it works it just works that's super cool i mean that i, I love stuff like that like little nuances that yeah. people figure out that work and it yeah. just yeah. shows your passion as an angler i you think know? It, some of those things obviously definitely work but for me especially it, i think confidence in a bait is Absolutely. a huge part of of working as a color when you mm-hmm. got a confidence bait you sit there and you fish that bait hard and I mean, how many times have you tied on a lure that you don't have confidence in for five casts and be like, screw this thing and cut it off? Because you're like, in your head, you know it should work, but five casts is all it takes for me most of the time. And I'm like, done with it. I do that with mirror lures all the time. Oh, yeah. I'll be, especially like uh, on a slow day, I'll be fishing, and then I'm like, I'm going to try a mirror lure. Like, I've fished grubs, I've fished topwater fish all these things and i put a mirror lure on it and i throw it like once and if i don't get bit on it like, oh yeah the mirror lure is not gonna work and i, <laughs> it's, I not the day. it's just not but the then day. when they're eating it like i love fishing a mirror lure but like if i'm not getting bit i hate it so sorry for that yeah <laughs> but um but yeah so ryan you said you said something that i liked about uh quirks and i just want to ask this question like what would y'all say that you're start with ryan your little nuance or your fishing quirk is such a if Hannah heard me say that word, she hates that it's a word. Hard, hard question. I think ben you'd have to ask. Answer. I think for that question, you'd probably have to ask a Someone fishing else. buddy that you fish <laughs> yeah. with. More. All right, man. What is Ryan's quirk? Uh, Ryan's quirk. I don't fishing know. Fishing quirk. I think I, here's one. This isn't your quirk, but having like, one really ugly bait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's important. <laughs> I'll stand by that one. <laughs> I think that uh, one thing that stood out to me is, and you could have just been saying this to sound cool, but I believe that this was the truth, and it was. The, your big topwaters, your big spooks that you like to fish that have the three hooks. You're like, I like to take the middle hook off and leave the split ring because that split ring adds a little bit of extra noise to it. Yeah, and that drives Ben crazy. <laughs> you ask me, you're like, why well, do you I do the same thing, thing with the super spook, but I yeah. take that thing off. Take the, yeah, I leave take it, it on there. Yeah, it's right off when I catch just fish I know. just fine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't claim it to be a thing. I just always have left it on. I wonder what Ben's is. I don't know. I'll have to think on this. Cameron, <clears throat> can you think of what yours is? I know. No, I think the only thing that I do that might be a little bit different is I take a. And you, don't, actually, you don't wear pants when you fish, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I got a. Uh, I got something I think that people make fun of me, especially Andrew's made fun of me lately. Of I got a hook set from hell. <laughs> that <laughs> is swing true. Really hard, Bill Dance style. <laughs> Too many bass videos when you're. I don't know. I just. I personally watched him throw his neck out. Yeah, for like three days. Yeah, no, no, it was longer than that. It was like three weeks. Remember, it was right before Striper Fest fishing with Judd that year. I set the hook on a striper and uh, popped my neck, and it was locked up for three weeks. I swear to you. You don't have to use your neck when you set the hook. Oh, dude, it's all body. I think he he jumped. You step back, rip lips. (laughs) Cross her eyes, son. Cross her eyes, Bo. You got to do it. Yeah. Some yeah. fish, I think, like for stripers, it helps. But uh, yeah. sometimes with the trout, I think it uh, hurts me. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't help it. Had him. Had him. <laughs> Here's his lips. <laughs> his lips are gone. 
<laughs> what about you, Cam? You were you, you had something, didn't you? Uh, I mean, it's just like a little thing I do with topwaters, uh, my redfish topwaters. I put I don't even know what they're called, but I get them from y'all's shop. They're treble hooks, but on the one hook is extended. A it's a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure sets. VMC yeah, sure sets. sets. Yeah, yeah. I think they quit making they those. They did. You're going to have to so find a new thing. You're going to have to find a new cord. <laughs> Damn it. You can just <laughs> start take, making them out of wood. <laughs> take Wooden off hooks. The hooks and just leave the <laughs> split rings. <laughs> yeah, because that makes sense. <laughs> I think, I think that's my laziness, is, maybe. Yeah, that might be going to what you originally talked about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> might be laziness. My, I think my the only weird. It's not even that weird, but I put gulp juice in my mouth every time when I go fishing. <laughs> so I heard it kills some germs. It does kill germs, yeah. And, and then you're breathing out, you know, fish smell. I think it helps. Out. Did you get that from Jot? Um, no, I can't say how I got it wrong. <laughs> but um, secret. Yeah, you got you got uh, any more questions ready to fire off there, Cameron? Yeah, yeah. So I mean. I think while we're still talking about baits, if you could just choose one for redfish and trout this time of year, what would you take? One total or one for one each? For each? What, yeah, yeah. Sorry, one for each. I'm going to go with question. for my reds. It's the only time of year I will really fish it. And I, I think Ryan's going to agree with me. It's a, probably some sort of gulp. Probably gulp shrimp. Mm-hmm. Gulp, pearl white shrimp. Gulp yeah, shrimp. yeah. Pearl yeah. white Three-inch, yeah. probably. Yeah, three-inch. Go I got the four-inch here. But um, either that or natural shrimp, like a yeah. molting or a natural on a light jig head, I think would probably – I mean, you're going to get bites on it. Yeah. yeah. Tr- if that they're or, there, they're going to eat it. It's, yeah, for sure. And I don't – and like he said, neither one of us ever fish gulp. Yeah, fish gulp for – At all. <laughs> flounder <laughs> or yeah. reds in the I do water. like a gulp for flounder. You kind of can't beat a, like the six-inch jerk shad for a flounder if – it just sucks getting your tails bit off by pinfish all summer. I kind of like gulping dirty water. Gulping, so, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes yeah. complete sense. Adding that um, extra But, yeah, scent. I mean, winter, too. I, yeah. mean, it's, I just got it's tired of getting them bit in half all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah I just can't money fish on them. Summer. Yeah, you got to be willing to be hooking a bunch of trash fish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the nice thing about this time of year is there's really not any junk yeah. that's going right. to eat it. You know, can get away time with when you're throwing those gulps and yeah. throwing into maybe a school of fish, hopefully. Yeah. yeah it's sure. crazy because, like, how how many different baits there are out there that, like, I've left behind over the years. Stuff that, like, I fished hard for years that, like, I don't fish anymore. I think about it a lot. And I think that a lot of it is because companies like Z-Man have matched some of them so well like for the longest time, I I didn't have a like I don't like the um, the Z-Man minnows like the regular small minnow. I don't think it's got as much thump as like a a uh, a diesel. No, well no, yeah yes, but that's what I was gonna get to is that like the uh, saltwater assassins the were were oh, my thing forever because. It's just a different thump to that you can feel that thing in your rod tip. Yeah, you don't where, fish saltwater assassins too much anymore. I don't, yeah. and and. But that's because that diesel minnow has that thump that I that I wanted out of the minnows. Like it, it just that's another bait. But what do you mean by thump? They're pa- paddle tail baits. Thump, thump, thump. Oh, you can like feel you it, and you it. when you're just Vibrating. reeling it, you can feel that that yeah, yeah, that yeah. thump of the tail. It has that, and it gets that thump too. <laughs> it does. It does. And I, I fished I fished saltwater assassins a lot more this year because of it. Like I thought about it, and I was like, those things catch fish. Why did I stop fishing yeah. them? Do you think that has Pertains to what we we're talking about with the cold water fishing, though, as much. With, um, I mean, that because for me, I don't, I like a slower yeah, moving. So. Yeah, I just want something that's going to move easily without any, without as much action imparted by me. You know, like yeah. I think that that fishing something that's got movement, 
at a slow rate of speed is, and those Z-Men's do it. You know, yeah, I think they, they really do. So is this I mean, for even trout just, now? We're talking trout. I think, I think this applies to both. Yeah. Yeah. I, think I think we might just merge just a hair into the trout there. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that, but but well, I think it applies to both. No, I like, I like a uh, shrimp on a Carolina rig for my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's the other thing you can get away pick. with this time of year. Yeah, shrimp on a Carolina. Rig. Yeah, and I Absolutely. think that people like. I mean, that brings up a good point though. Is that like people have become so so like such purists about fishing? Like, I love. And Ben will agree with me 100%. I love going and fishing docks this time of year with cut oh, yeah. bait and cut shrimp and getting mm, poles on, on something. It is fun. It's uh, a lot of fun. I think that anyone that like neglects that, like you're you're missing out on part of what, what why we do this. We talked yeah. the other day a yeah. bit. We love it. Did some meat I fishing. had a blast. Yeah, some shrimp. Yeah. One thing that, that I wanted to, to jump into when you were talking, and I, we'll get back to that initial question, but talking about paddle tails and i think more times like this time of year adjusting i know this sounds crazy and it maybe is even too in depth but adjusting what type of paddle tail you're fishing especially for trout i don't think it really matters for redfish but but can change the the outcome like those z-man diesel minnows i love because they've got that real flat paddle like the back of their tail so it wags like really wide Mm -hmm. but you can change to where you're fishing something that's got like little tighter kicks or wider i mean there's all kinds of different baits that swim different ways and I really do think that changing between those sometimes, like, you know, there's fish there play around. If it's like, it's going to get harder and harder to catch fish. So play around with like, you know, if Man, you're I think if you're overlooking or... any of those intricacies, you're, you're messing up. Yeah. Like, uh, and we can't do it every day on the water. Like, like there's days that you don't think about enough that you may think about later. And you're like, ah, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. But I mean, you look at what these guys, like guys that pitfish bass tournaments and stuff, like they talk about some of the most intricate little changes to things that make huge differences yeah. for them. Like, and the fact, and I, I don't think that a lot of saltwater guys do it as much. And I think taking, you know, tips and, and, just little tricks from everywhere you can get them from is, is important. For sure. And I, I think that, you know, for bass guys, the reason they've dove so hard into it is because a lot of times those fish are so pressured, so heavily pressured. Yeah, <laughs> the money. But, um, but uh, you yeah. know, these saltwater fish, they're not as pressured, but they're but getting yeah. more and more pressured now. Like, well, yeah, fish especially are getting tougher where we tougher live. I mean, Wrightsville yeah. Beach has got to be have some of the most pressure in North Carolina. Especially this time of year when you've got, you know, especially a handful of schools and they, they get out pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. They get leaked. Yeah. And leaked. then they get pounded. <laughs> yeah. Leaked and pounded. Leaked and pounded. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. But I guess we can get back into the initial question. We'll see how how far away we get from it. So we got gulp shrimp (laughs) for redfish. Yeah, Yeah, probably. I I agree with that one. What would you What would you choose for trout? I'll let Ryan do that one first. This time of year, something with a paddle tail that I can drag on the bottom. Um, And by dragging, I literally mean that. Like, with with a lot of baits, a lot of times you're hopping them doing this, that, and the other thing and getting bites because you're getting reaction bites where, I mean, I know that when it get, when that water gets cold that I've caught trout on baits that I know are dragging on their side across the bottom. They're not even fishing the way they should be fished, the way they were meant to be fished, I guess, is a better, a better statement. Um, I think that things, like, like I said, especially, and that's what I like about Z-Man stuff too is that, you pause that stuff especially on certain 
rigged a certain way, a really light jig head, stuff like that, that that stuff floats. So when you stop Especially it... Especially a Z-Man. Yeah. When, yeah, yeah. It, it, when you stop that thing, that, thing will, that thing's tail will stand up and move. Yeah. And I think a lot of times that's the difference between a bite and not a bite. Because if you stop... You know, something that's made from a traditional soft plastic, it just lays on the bottom. It doesn't move. What's the longest you think you've stopped a bait and let it sit there in a trout's eating it afterwards? A couple seconds. Couple I don't seconds. think it's like anything major. Um, For me, I agree with you. But it kind of takes me back. I used to do a lot more bass fishing, especially this colder months. When you're fishing jigs, I mean, you're sitting <laughs> yeah. there doing like a 15 count. Yeah, in between, absolutely. Between your hops. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe I don't do that enough with the trout fishing. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I yeah. think I don't do it a, a enough got, either. That because I, I, I still like to bass fish in the winter. It's kind of what I usually change over to sometime around this time of year. And it's not like I learned this stuff on my own 100%. You know, I, I, I do spend a lot of time researching, you know, stuff when I want to learn how to do it. Yeah. And, um, they tell, a lot of bass fishermen will talk about cadence with a jig where you're talking about like they'll they'll they have like a very specific cadence where they'll let a jig hit the bottom they hop it once and let it sit and then drag it a foot and then let it sit hop it drag it a foot and let it sit and th that the the time in between those can vary vastly in water temperatures. Yeah. But there's guys like he was just saying that'll literally let a jig sit for 15, 20 seconds yeah, before man, they move me. it. I just said that I did. Yeah, that. yeah, that's, <laughs> what, that's why I said <laughs> you. The, Slow jig band. Yeah, it's, and I think that like stuff like that could be a major difference in yeah. in the way we we fish. Yeah, I think that's interesting to think about because I feel like I get so set in my ways with how I work certain baits that it like, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm if they're not biting this way. Yeah. If <laughs> they're not biting this way, there's no fish here, <laughs> but like, a, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, dragging it on the bottom, letting it sit for a little bit, try jigging it faster, try working it slower, you know, try everything yeah. until you figure out the, the cadence that they want. I yeah. Guess. It's like what Ryan said a little while ago. You got to think about every single one of those variables, you know, that water temperature being so cold. We talked about not wanting getting out of bed. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, maybe and sometimes, well, if I'm not, if I'm moving this way, I'm not getting any bites. Why not? What are they doing? What? How do they want it? Mm -hmm. Maybe they're too cold. Should I slow down? Mm -hmm. uh, it and, reminds me of what <clears throat> Judd said. You mentioned Adam DeBruin earlier. Yeah. Um, I think he said something to me a couple of years ago in Louisiana. He likes to sit there and think about the fish when he's throwing a lure and kind of visualize oh, yeah, you know, what yeah. that lure's doing, visualize what those fish are doing, and you can kind of play that into this time of year when they're mm -hmm. sitting there so cold and kind of yeah. think about Lethargy. it. And he you says that about a uh, popping cork, too, which is the oh, best thing. No. Well, now it just ruined the whole <laughs> 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 Throw that, that out the be... window. <laughs> no, but he's it's crazy, man. He's like He'll be like, I like the you know, three big pops right yeah. off the bat. Or no, 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 he likes to throw it and then like a little pop first in case there's a fish close. And then if it doesn't get eaten, pop, 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 like three big pops. And then it, the fish is coming in. He's like, and then, all right, now the fish is at 10 feet. I'll pop it a little softer. Now the fish is – and it, so many times he's done that, though, and be like, oh, there he is, like as he's talking to well, you. Well, I think that you just proved that he's right. He's so yeah. right. He's <laughs> switching yeah. it up. I mean, it's like what we were talking exactly. about earlier. You're yeah. doing it's, one certain thing. It's, it's crazy to to expect something of something uh, of a – 
of a fish that we don't know what they're thinking mm-hmm. without yeah. like delving in into that stuff and, and <laughs> truly trying to like because the, the thing about it is and i know that anyone here will probably agree with me when you find it it keeps happening yeah for sure you, well, you sometimes find, they just don't bite yeah well that's a hundred percent true <laughs> but like if you're having a tough time you i mean i know for a fact that i've gotten to a point in a in a, a day or a night of fishing where like I figured something out that that's what they want. Oh, that, yeah. That situation, yeah. Like, that's what's going through your bait. That's why you're going. You got eight rods yeah. tied up. Yeah. You're going and through then all and of a sudden, out. They want to eat you're this. You're like, oh, damn. That's how they want it, and they want that, that bait that works way. that way. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Exactly. I think with trout, more than anything, you figure oh. that out. Yeah. But also with redfish oh, this reds, time of year. Yeah. Like, when, especially when it gets – like, in the summer when they're real fired up, you you move something in front of them, they're probably going to eat it. I, I'm, I've, I'll go back to this one story Ryan and I tell all the time. It just happened to me that we were together. Um, we had a school of fish coming down the bank, very shallow water, backs out, blowing shrimp up out of the water. Um, couldn't get them to eat anything. They were so fired up. They were so keyed in on those shrimp. The even shrimp yeah, patterns. Yeah. They were so keyed in on those live shrimp in front of their face. And I think Ryan ended up getting a couple. I think one. We caught one fish. Yeah, caught one rat out of the school. Blowing stuff up. There's. I mean, it could be we're just awful. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. I, I'm with you. I think they, they were when so they get keyed, keyed in, in on something. Yeah. yeah. Especially we just shrimp. Didn't have the right yeah. fish and shrimp. In that the was actually, shrimp. They were popping yeah. shrimp out. I can't cool. tell you how many times even you and I we've sat there and like seen uh, fish blowing stuff up and you start well, throwing topwaters to them. Remember that one time we were in the creeks and I was throwing the larger skitter walk you were pulling me and we, had, we were watching them pop mullets oh, at yeah, my feet yeah. and we couldn't get them we to eat that full size skitter walk and then we, I think you might have said change, let's try changing that um, that Spook Junior smaller bait uh-huh. and they were they started crushing that thing. Do you remember that time that this just reminded me of that time that <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? With the top water, was that you that you threw it out there? Yeah, you had Tommy. A, oh, yeah. Tommy threw it out there, and of course, being the angler that he is, uh, prestigious. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think he had a, quite a mess going on, and as he was tangling, untangling his mess, top water sitting there, and thing got smoked. It had been sitting there for like twenty <laughs> seconds, yeah, maybe least, longer. Yeah, yeah, at least stead still. And then just touch it, still rushed it. His not, not even moving. So that goes against everything we're talking about. Don't listen to us at all. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the cool thing is like as soon as you really get think you figure something out, like all right, a redfish is not going to use a topwater that's set there for thirty seconds. They'll do some crazy something that you're like, all right. That's what makes it cool. That's what makes it so awesome. Yeah, it keeps keeps the wheels turning. That's just topwater fishing in general. I was always taught from like day one when I first started fishing down here for reds and trout or whatever it was. I was always taught you 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 walk that topwater until you come tight. And I've caught more trout on top this year on pauses, like long pauses, than I ever have before because I started doing it. Well, especially after their first, you know, the yeah, first swipe at it. Letting that I thing walk it a couple there. more. I walk it one or two more times and then just sit it there. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, maybe one more twitch and they're on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And that's something that I was apparently not doing right for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so on the topic of hard baits, why are, uh, why are MR-17 so hard to fish? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking you, about that can earlier. Can you explain this Help to me fish. I don't know. A lot of people, Ryan and I were discussing earlier, come in the shop and I guess they're discouraged by them. I think they're intimidated, maybe the other, the better word, or maybe it's just not knowing how to work them. I don't know. Yeah, I think I mean, it has to do with, uh, personally, the way I see it is that people can't feel them through their whole entire cast. Yeah. They, they don't have, be. they don't have, they feel like they're not in control 
And and a lot of it, I think, is that people, especially inexperienced anglers, and I don't want people to take this the wrong way, but like, I think that inexperienced anglers, one of their biggest downfalls is line management. And you have to be good at line management to fish a 17 correctly. Having your slack bow out, having a direct connection without being, without actually moving the plug that that's why I think a lot of people say that trout bite mirror lures so light. And I don't think that they do. I think that they hammer them. It's that they don't, they have too much wind bow and stuff and they're not feeling the bite. Right. I think it happens a lot with the light shrimp people fish too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think a lot of that is knowing that you have a direct line from your rod tip to your lure and keeping your rod tip down will change a lot of that. Those are two simple tips that yeah. I think. No, I think you kind of nailed that on the head. That I think yeah. will help a lot of people fish them. Yeah. It, we were talking about cadence and how you change it up and how it's different in different situations. But just give us the basic overview of how you work uh, MR-17. Yeah, that's good. Because like. The different ways, like all the different ways. you can Yeah, because I've always heard, okay, yeah, it's twitch, twitch, pause for like. 10 seconds yeah and there's a lot of different ways you could work work Uh, i've caught a seven i've caught fish on a 17 like flat out twitching it and barely ever stopping in between and that's when they're fired up and they're in shallow water but like a 17 sinks really slow so if you're fishing deeper stuff you're gonna have to let it sink for 10 15 seconds sometimes yeah and this time of year your twitches are going to be way less aggressive like you got to realize when you move your rod tip that's how far that lure moves. You can move a lure eight feet in a twitch if you're doing this. Mm-hmm. If you're just doing that and moving it five inches, it's re- basically staying in the same place. Yeah. So, yeah, especially this time of year where yeah. maybe in the fall I might be twitching, doing a one-two twitch uh, way more aggressively, less seconds in between my pauses or less seconds yeah. with my pauses. This time of year, especially my deeper water, I'm going to be throwing out, letting it sink anywhere from we're pausing for five to sometimes 12 to 13 seconds and just mm. one twitch yeah and yeah. just like i said just trying to keep it in that zone you know that bait's yeah. lethargic too it's not this fish are gonna be chasing any yeah. bait that's moving real fast watch your schools of bait this time of year yeah i mean I a, a school of pogies will sit in one place they're not like going down a bank and they'll like, spread out more this time of year. they're the just pogies. kind they, of they sitting there sit as tight Doing pogey things like in one spot, <laughs> pogo like, stick. They they don't move a whole large distance over. It takes them a long time to get places. I feel like yeah, for sure. It's uh, I I, I will say this about that lure this time of year when you do have to fish it so slowly, it it's very defeating feeling when you're not getting a bite. Like you twitch it, you're sitting there, sitting there. You're like, all right, then what am I doing? But then when you finally get a bite on it, you're like, oh, shoot, I just waited 15 seconds. And, and then you start to figure out, like, all right. And they'll you know. take it away from you when you do that. Yeah. Like, you'll know you got bit, even in the colder water. Now, when in that – all right, talk about that slow retrieve on a merry When do you feel like most likely that bite is going to come? Like, is it right after the twitch? Is it right before you move it again? Or does it, is there a time in that when they're, they're feeding slow? I think a lot of it's in my – I feel like it's after my twitch and pause. I mean, it's hard to it think. Could be about. this time of year, you know, it could be sitting there just. I feel like in the middle of that pause. Yeah, just, I feel like a lot yeah. of my bites this time of year on it 
are, are late in that pause. I feel like it's just sitting there, and I'm like... About to twitch it again? You, yeah, and you might... Like I said, I do a lot of stuff where I'm just, like, barely moving it. Yeah. Where, like, it's... I, I've let it pause, flat pause for 8, 10 seconds, and it's just, like, the slightest little movement that... And I really feel like those fish, just like bass do with, like, a jerk bait, where they get... They nose up on it, and they're looking at it. Like, they, they're not sure... But that slight just turn of that bait or roll of that bait is enough to get them to eat. Yeah. And like I said, I think that like with slowing down, slowing down doesn't mean doing the same thing that you do in the late, in the early fall slower. It means like you're, I think a lot of it is you're, you got to, everything's smaller. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're Tighter. not, you're not Move, hopping a, a jig five feet off the bottom you're just you know just kind of barely getting it to just get some kind of movement to it and then swimming it for a little while or sure. same thing with the mirror lore where you're just it slow man yeah well slow but like smaller like yeah less a aggressive. tighter movement. yeah less aggressive is a, is a perfect way to, to explain it okay so would y'all what, what was the original question we were just talking about here? We were originally talking about oh, which our favorite MR seventeen no, so how, hard to fish. And then how would you work a mirror lure? Yeah. I think oh, it was yeah, Cameron's yeah. last question okay. this time of year. Yeah. So, well, cool. All right. Would you rather – you were saying you'd rather fish a soft plastic, right, this time of year than I a mirror think lure? So. I think so. Are you the same way, Ben? Yeah. I mean, it just depends on your where you're fishing, but probably yeah. overall probably soft a soft plastic. plastic's creeping it, like I said, with that bass jig style, barely moving it. I'm gonna fish whatever gets the make me my first bite because I'm rifling through baits. Right. <laughs> yeah, but you probably go to baits probably like you said that soft plastic. Yeah. yeah. Will y'all yeah. still throw a top water this time of year? I don't, and I know that there's been we, like me and you have talked about it yeah. because of Ray's podcast and stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't. He showed me the spot where that was the day when I was fishing with him. He's like, remember when I was telling you about that guy breaking ice with the top water? It was like. It was right here, and I was like, well, I know where I'm coming next time there's ice in the water. <laughs> so it's funny it's the craziest up. thing to me. Like, But it makes sense because what he's talking about, I, I bet you it wasn't more than like four feet of water, five feet of water. Yeah, but, it was It, yeah, it was shallow. Yeah, Yeah, because I think – and me and Ray have talked in depth about that, that whole situation or why that works. And I've never seen it work. I'm not going to claim to, but like what he was saying to me – is that it's just like fishing a twitch bait where you're moving it so slow. Like he's talking about you, that that guy is literally twitching that thing once. So it walks once and sits there and it sits there and sits there and it walks another, and that fish is just getting closer and closer to that bait over time that they're not expending a ton of energy to actually eat it. Yeah. So it makes sense in my head but I have zero confidence in it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think it's I one of those things too, like you said earlier, watch your bait, yeah. uh, watch what your bait's doing, and also play off how aggressive your fish are. If you're fishing and you've got a fish slow to get your bites, you're not probably going to go to a top water. No. But if you're throwing no. a 17 and you're getting way more aggressive bites, you can feel that you can fish a little bit faster, yeah. then I might – I might, yeah, get you the might balls. Think of, start thinking yeah, about it. Yeah. We actually did that last month. We were reading 55-degree water at a creek, and we were getting half turns on the reel uh, with a 17. And my buddy Justin, he's like, I'm going to try it. We're like, crazy. <laughs> First cast. Yeah, Andrew and I threw our war rods in the boat and grabbed our top waters, and it was on. <laughs> That's but, awesome. I mean, Ray said he caught him on top water 
Three days ago. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it you got you got to pick your days and like Ryan yeah. said, you gotta pick your depth of water. If it's a real warm day, yeah. um, and they're maybe on a muddy bottom, they're warming up quick and that bait's more aggressive than Yeah. I mean I think not? if you get a if you get a, a string of days that are like in the fifties and sixties, yeah. It might be worth a try. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. But yeah, I think don't just go out there, you know, and just no, start No, it's definitely with it, not your go-to, but kind of read, read your, your signs. Yeah, read yeah. your signs. That's yeah. huge. So, all right, here's a good question because we got a lot of people that watch this that are like, you know, they don't fish as much as we do. And so they might not have seven different baits that they're confident in fishing. What is – if you were to tell somebody like one bait, like get good at fishing this this time of year, what would it be? You know what I mean? Like one say, confidence bait to go and throw. I said and, no, you, I, you always plug this bait hard, and we at the shop, this is one of our go-tos um, – a DOA shrimp. It's yeah. a yeah. very good oh, yeah. bait to learn to fish because it's a bait you want to fish slow. So it helps you to learn how to fish slow. And you're not doing much. So yeah. and it's a natural bait. Is um, there? There's lots of colors of those, right? Oh, uh, there's only one color. There's only one color. What? <laughs> <laughs> the famous answer. No, there's only one color. Only one color. Yeah. You have to go into the intercoastal angler to figure out what that one color it's, is. I'll, I'll tell you. Okay. You heard it first here. <laughs> it's the measles. top seeker, right? So there's not like five boxes of them on the table right now. We didn't now. have any more. A whole pallet. There's a pallet getting dropped off. <laughs> yeah. uh, the measles, clear red flake, half ounces to go to. Maybe this time of year I might skimp down and go through the three quarter. Yeah. Uh, or not the three quarter. Three the inch. quarter. Yeah. The quarter. Now when you're inch. when you're working, not a- heavier. <laughs> Just go heavy. Knock them out and then pick them up once you've knocked them out. They'll float to the top. I promise you. Oh man, so. Here, here's one thing that I've been thinking about lately because I have so much confidence in that in that shrimp. You were still on camera. Don't do anything stupid over there. I'm just kidding. Um, in that in that shrimp. But the one thing about that that DOA is if you fish it really slow, a lot of times it'll lay over on its side, which yeah. you said it doesn't really matter. The thing looks stupid. It looks super stupid. <laughs> we always talk. It's a stupid bait. <laughs> it's stupid. I don't you know, know why what, it gets what, bit when it's when it's actually sinking in. It sinks that perfect. Isn't clear. Yeah. yeah. Water that isn't perfectly clear, it looks like a shrimp. Yeah. Exactly. When it's just like doing shrimp. this in water that isn't super clear, it's like that looks like we've put them in the tank when the tank's dirty with our live shrimp, and the eyes kind of light up the same way. I get why it gets bit, but it's a stick. <laughs> like, yeah. it's yeah. Honestly, <laughs> this time of year, as you get more in the colder months, shrimp wise. I'm the only time I'd probably ever switch it up. Um, I go with something more realistic. I brought one of these chase baits. Oh, let me put your camera on. Um, there you go. These things are super realistic. They're Show made the with that 10x it. material. Oh, yeah, so the, 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 oh, well. Hold it like near your you microphone because it. it's not focusing on it. There you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Boom. But, no, these things are cool. Um, I started fishing them last year. We got them. They're actually a bait out of Australia. Um, Australia. So, shout out to chase baits. <laughs> but they're cool. And they – the catch. Catch a little fish. shrimp on the bobby, eh? Shrimp on the these bobby. Look, these look way more realistic than a DOA. Yeah, exactly. That's why <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to go with that and some clear yeah. water when they're lethargic. It sinks nice and slow. It's yeah. you got to have a light rod to throw them. That's, yeah, that's why cool. I really think that the color of the DOA and the way it sinks is what gets the bites. Because yeah. it doesn't look that great. I mean, like you're saying, in dirty water, it gives that nice resemblance of a yeah. shrimp. like yeah. the. And I think that a lot of baits are like that where you're really looking for um, an outline of a bait, like a, a profile. Yeah. It's it's not about how how realistic that bait looks up close as much as it is about the profile. And that's 
this time I, I think this time of year, like we're we're trying to talk about cold water stuff, and I think it matters more. Yeah. Like when because the, they're gonna get close before they eat it. Like you were talking about the, those fish that you saw recently, how mm. far they'll follow a bait. Oh yeah, it was crazy. Um, and I think that you're not getting as many reactionary bites this time of year. You have to fool those fish into eating, and I think that baits looking more realistic and stuff like that comes into play a lot more. I think, like you said earlier, um, I started thinking about the other day, like almost like a bass on a bed. When you're sight fishing a bass, they're sitting there, and they got that time. They're just sitting there looking at it. And they got so much time to sit there and think about whether this thing's real, whether I'm going to eat it or not. So I think that's where you go with something that works slow and natural because you got to really fool them. You're not getting reaction yeah. bites, basically. We've talked, talked about, about how, many, yeah. how much time we've spent on a single fish on a bed. Yeah, exactly. Like, that you can crazy. go back to a trout on in a hole, yeah. you know. Yep, it's true. Uh, um, the one thing that I, I noticed when I and this is why it's so important to change up retrieves this time of year is uh, when those fish were following a lot, and because I, I, it was they were super shallow and clear, and I could see them. Um, when I would stop, I'd just be slow rolling it, like retrieving it. And then when I would stop the bait and let it hit the bottom, that's when they were eating it. Yeah. And so like, I wasn't doing that at first. And then once I saw that the fish was falling and stopped it and he ate it, then I started doing that and I was yeah. getting way more bites. So yeah. like changing those retrieves up yeah. is important. Yeah. Super interesting. So. And I think like, like when you're talking about stuff like that, like having a bait on the bottom and just like letting it sit there, but like just kind of not moving it more than, you know, a foot out of that area, just kind of almost dragging it like in a in a small like that's how i was getting a lot of my bites the other night on that uh that diesel minnow is like i was letting that thing hit the bottom and i was just kind of like crawling it and then the second i went to like move it again when they thought it was about to leave that's like that's when they'd eat it and judd said he's been fishing a diesel diesel minnow a diesel diesel yeah crawling them yeah, I've fallen in love with that bait. Like, all <laughs> it's a good bait. It's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I'm getting out of here for one second. Oh, I think Ryan has to tinkle. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, cool. Well, uh, you got any more good questions lined up there? Yeah, no, I think since we covered um, most of the, the tackle part of it, let's talk like rods and, and reels. What's your, what's your go-to for, for Man, trout and um, what's your go-to for redfish? I like to fish a lot of the same rods I do for trout and reds. Um, and you can do that when you fish really sensitive stuff mm-hmm. going kind of towards the reds. Like I've got some lamy glasses that I like to fish um, that I can catch reds on, but they're still light enough I can throw trout stuff on. But to really answer your question, probably this time of year specifically, going back to what we're talking about, fishing light or baits, light mm-hmm. baits, and uh, fishing slow, you want to be able to feel those baits. Like what Ryan was saying earlier with these 17s, you got to be able to feel them. Um, and you're fishing sometimes weedless jerk shads, fishing as light as you can. So a really sensitive rod is key for me. Yeah. Um, light braid, um, 10, so what, what, 10 to 15. Yeah, yeah um, 10 to 15. And I like a 7.6 to 7.2 rod, something that you can throw longer distances because you want to sneak up on those fish. Yeah. So – so you turned me on to what was it, seven six Shimano rods, the GLF rods. Yeah, yeah I, I started fishing that one this year. Awesome. I love it. It fishes. It was That's made. That's the blue for, one. Yeah, yeah baby you blue. Can, you can feel 
everything yeah. in that yeah, thing. Yeah, especially the DOA shrimp. Yeah, that oh, man. awesome. I bought one of those for my mom for her birthday. Yeah, and I remember that. I remember by the, by the time I got it to her, I was like, I do not want to give this. I want to go buy her a different fish. Now, but <laughs> I did give it to her. It's yours, mom. I love how about, you. How about how about size reels? Uh, I fish three thousands. The majority of it's mm. you can. You know, Dude, I don't you think it do matters anything, as much. I'm yeah. not one of those guys that I want a 1,000 for some trout. A 3,000 is your go-to. 2,500 yeah. or 3,000 size reels your go-to for inshore fishing. If, yeah. some, if someone were going to come in the shop and, and they wanted to get a light rod, like they didn't have a light rod to throw this little little stuff in the winter and they wanted to do it cheap, what, what would you recommend? If you want to maybe be under $100, I'd probably say HMX, GLF rods we were just talking about. Kunan yeah. uh, rods, you've yeah, got those. I love the those cameras. are $40. Yeah. All it's three of those rod. are great. Yeah, I actually like those things a lot. Yeah, yeah they're I've thrown yours a bunch, and they're also uh, really smooth. Yeah, yeah, you feel they don't really have like the the transition into like a good butt section of that rod. That's the only thing. No, that's like a very rod. old school, moderate feeling yeah. rod. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I really yeah. like those for trout though because it just makes it feel like more of a fight. Until you hook like a, a good one, and you're like, golly, I like the other day I lost a really nice fish, and mm-hmm. I swear if I had a rod with some more. But to yeah. it. Would you? What did you hook that? Was that on a diesel minnow also? That was on a diesel minnow. On yeah. a jig hook. Yeah, just gotcha. crawling it on the bottom. I think one of the things that's so important about that diesel minnow or, or the Z-Man, if you're fishing really slow, we were talking about this earlier, is the fact that that tail still sticks up. Like, yeah, no, you know, you I can agree. Drag 100%. it, and that tail's still wagging. I, that's uh, I was saying. Look, with with rods, um, I, I think matching your rod to your technique is mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like jig hook stuff, I like something that's got more backbone. Yeah. But if I'm going to fish a mural or a 17 or something, I, I want something more moderate that has a lot of play in it because treble hooks are bad at staying hooked. Yeah. That's a very important thing for people to, to realize. Like even topwater fishing in the summer, like you want a soft tip on those topwater yeah. rods. Not so you can throw it far, but so when that fish starts thrashing and shaking yep. his head, you, you, you have, have more play in it. You much more give. Yeah. 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 Especially fishing braid. Like oh, yeah. there is no give in it. Which is, I think, like why a lot of us talk about fishing longer leaders for that stretch in that situation and a more moderate rod that's got a lot of give, head shake wise and for stuff sure. like that. Yeah. More forgivable. In the for win- sure. yeah. let's talk. Let's talk about leader for a second because I feel like in the winter, it, well, what pound do you guys like? The heaviest monofilament you can get away with. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> 125 pounds. Uh, I, I fish mostly 12 pound, but um, if if in the winter time, especially scares me. If, especially for trout, uh, you got some that are being really sketchy and ten not pound. clear. Water. 10 pound, yeah, yeah, I might go to 10. Or and if that's not working, I might uh, changing all the variables. I might go to eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to just you know try to figure out we get something to eat. Yeah. See, that's one thing I didn't mess around with this morning was ch- I, sh- I fished straight 15 the whole time, Floro, yeah. and maybe I should have jumped. Yeah, this time of year for me, I, I 15. For reds, it's way different. Yeah. I don't yeah. doesn't matter. We're talking trout, obviously 12. Yeah. I, 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 reds, 15. Yeah, I fished 12 pretty much across the board, I feel like, this time of year for, for trout like yeah. or any time of year. Do you fish um, a straight clear Floro this time of year? Like yeah. no red stuff, nothing no. like that? No. Yeah. We, Me and Ben is the first one to, to – turn us on to it but that usury top knot is phenomenal yeah, leader awesome it's so, phenomenal leader and i was i've been on like the cheap train for the last couple of years where i was fishing <coughs> some mainline cigar red label mainline which i still trust 100 percent. but the the way that stuff ties knots is limper it's just mm-hmm. i i the, that usury top knot is 
killer stuff. If you want to spend some money, you can go to like the Cigar Gold label, and especially <laughs> this time of year. <laughs> I'm joking, but at the same time, for real, because it's like thinner diameter. Crazy. If you want to go down to uh, really get serious, you know, those fish can see some some line in that clear water. So yeah, are you, are y'all carrying that AFCO leader yet? I've uh, uh, stacks gonna kill me because I keep bugging me about it. And I keep meaning to order it, but we've been so like sidetracked. So, uh, we've been meaning to get it, but he did give me some. I've been playing with it. It's all. It's he did legit. give me some. Yeah, it's sweet. I, I like the um, the, the spool. Uh, spools. Yeah, the is my favorite sweet. thing about it. I didn't even see really it. Cool. I've been fishing mainline too. The red label, not the red label, but the blue seaguar. Maybe, uh, yeah. maybe it's not blue. Is I don't it, know which uh, one it is. Is it Invisex? It might be Invisex. Or a Brazex or one of those. I can't remember what it is. But I, I br- have broken two fish off on the hook set on brand new leader with that. And so that's one of the things that yeah. – with a soft rod, man, and I'm just – maybe yeah. I need to – I've heard here. bad things about – I can't – see, this is one of those things like – I can't remember if it's – they make two. They make Invisex and a Brazex, and I can't remember which one, but I've heard very similar stories about people breaking fish off on it. I mean – like that, uh, that Berkeley Vanish stuff is uh, garbage. I'll never use. You used to use that. Yeah, and we I'll tried go it. back to no, you used Barfly. it. And I was, we were fishing Greenfield Lake, and <laughs> yeah, uh, I yeah. bought, bought uh, some. I never bought and, it again. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hooking what I imagine I was a good fish, and I broke off with your twice jank, janky leader. <laughs> <laughs> it's sitting in my boat for that could have been sun damaged too. Nah, That'd be a leader. great name for a leader company, Janky Janky <laughs> Leader. Are you fishing that new Janky Fifteen? <laughs> um, I'm just. I'm just always trying to be funny. <laughs> I like it. Making everything a joke. But, yeah, leader's important, though. But for reds, I, was, I mean, I don't think I, as much. I would no, say I, I, if I was but red fishing. Dumbing it time, down, though. Like in the oh, summer, definitely. you can fish 25. I fish 15. Well, even dock fishing this time of year, you can dumb it down because those fish are so cold. They don't fight as hard. And yeah. they, even they, especially with pressure, can yeah. you know get mm-hmm. um, difficult to catch. So yeah. dock fishing, I, I'll usually summertime, I'm minimum 20. Most of the time, closer to 25, 30 most of the time. But this time of year, you can go 15. Yeah. yeah. You know what rod I fished the other day for a second that I really liked? Ray's good friend. He's a, he's a charter captain as well. Mike. He's got the yellow lake and bay. What's his last name? Mike Oppelgaard? Mike Oppelgaard. Oppelgaard. I, I fished with him this this fall. He's a really nice guy. Super cool dude. We're going to have him on the show soon. But he had the, the TFO trout panfish rod. Yeah. Oh it's a cool gosh. little rod. That's a sweet He was fishing that rod. the whole day that I fished with him. Right, was fished he? That one. It's a cool rod. It's soft. I mean, it's like old school. But Yeah, it, he fishes like 8 ounce j- or 8 or 16 can, ounce jigs on it. Well, yeah. We're talking about light. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's a cool little rod. Yeah, you could just tie a, the lightest soft plastic by the tail, like no hook on it, and you could probably throw it 75 yards of that thing. <laughs> you can throw probably it so feel far. it the whole time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, do we have any other – do you all have any closing thoughts? We're at an hour actually already. So any, any other closing thoughts where you're like, this is something I want to share about cold water fishing or um, – I mean, it's redundant. We've talked about it the whole time. Natural stuff, light and slow. It's yeah. from my, my go-tos. Yeah. Um, I think a, I think a point that you like that I didn't bring up that you brought up um, that a lot of people don't think about is thinking about what your bait's doing. Yeah, like you're not just out there throwing a bait and it's going to get bit. Like you have to think about it a little bit more. Yeah, and also too something I was going to think about is think about like Cameron said your weather. Look for I think Jeb might mention too the opposite. Look for those warmer days consecutively. Um, know where your fish are going to be, and they might go into some shallower water to warm up. Look for your muddy bottoms. Um, that's yeah. going to hold more heat. They might, gonna, you know, obviously when that 
sun comes out, they're going to be on that warmer, um, that mud. Yeah, for um, sure. Warming up and go middle of the day versus first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Don't go first thing yeah. in the morning. You can Sleep be lazy in. this time of Sleep year. Sleep in. in. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does not pay off to go early. No, <laughs> this time no, of year, it just freeze your butt off. No. Yeah. I mean, if it's one of those warming trend days, you can probably yeah, catch yeah, it. In the morning, yeah, but. especially if you had a couple of days it's like that. I think it's a, like, I, I don't know for sure, but maybe like think like a three degree water climb. Like if you get three, if it's sitting at like, you know, 50, and then in two it's days 52. it's 53, 54, yeah. they're going to bite well, probably. Yeah. I got a good example today. We've got live shrimp at the shop, and they're very sensitive to the cold. Um, <laughs> they are we, we usually ass. have heaters. We have heaters to um, salt or whatever to fish tank fish tank heaters. Well, they die if it gets too cold. So today I went out there and we forgot to plug the heaters in. So they were pretty. They were laying on their sides and they do a kick thing. Really <laughs> like when a dog's dreaming and sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> so about midday, I, I plugged the heaters in. We remember to plug the heaters in. They probably weren't plugged in for, and they're not super strong heaters. They weren't plugged in for probably 30 minutes and went back out there. So the water temperature may have changed a couple degrees at the most, and they were back to life. So yeah, you can think cool. of the same thing, like yeah. a warm one yeah. warm day. Yeah. Also, so shrimp are I need to get some of those for the creeks. When you put the heaters in there, they will climb on top of them and cook themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably because they're nice. suicidal at this point. They're tired of being in the bait tank. Uh, like, we talk about like the uh, the South Park. We're like, do you remember the river? There, uh, people. People are. <laughs> remember the river? I remember the river. <laughs> remember when you were young in the river? Remember when we were in these bait tanks? Man, those were the days. <laughs> um. Y'all should start marketing and selling dock heaters for the winter. <laughs> like with your dock lights. <laughs> yeah, like create a warm spot. <laughs> yeah, for real. But like get a dock mats light. for the yeah. bottom of yeah. Yeah. But you, got, get, you got there night and they're stacked. Redfish, yeah. everything's laying on top. But of you got to think, I mean, there's natural, like we said, natural resources. Do yeah. you say thing? Mud bottom. Mud yeah. bottom. Yeah. Or just do what Judd said. <laughs> get you about 20. Heaters from Petsmart. Yeah, just run, <laughs> run your electrical bill through the roof. <laughs> oh, man. Ryan, you got anything anything to leave us with? I think we're Party good, man. I, think we're I got a story about Ryan real quick. I want okay. <laughs> you better hurry it up because I got a two. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I can, just I can gonna, hold it. I don't, I don't, it might have been two years ago. Um, so I think I was talking to Judd, and he was like, dude, Ryan caught a monster trout. And I was like, oh, man, I got to see this thing. He's, he surely has, like, some pictures or something. <laughs> so I go into the shop, and I'm like, Ryan, heard you caught a huge trout, man. And he's like, yeah, you want to see it? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, come back here. <laughs> I'm like, come back where? He's like, to the freezer. And he's like, I froze it. <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> it is still there. I asked him to look at it the other day. Later, and he shows it to me. Dude, the thing is a monster. He's trying to do the like uh, new taxidermy. It's called Han Solo taxidermy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave it there long enough. It'll freeze dry itself. Freeze it in carbon. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to clone it one day. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be clone cool. numerous ones and release them into the wild. Every couple of months, I'm like, when Ryan's at the shop, I'm like, "Hey, is that trout still in there? <laughs> Let's go look at it." And we'll go out and look at it. Same thing. Yeah. I'm like, one day. I just hold yeah, it up one day. Well, that thing was just weird. It's so fat. Well, how, how, that's that's the craziest weirdest part thing of about his head is so small, and then it's like. <laughs> Actually, Ryan's been growing feet. that trout. <laughs> his apartment is bathtub for five years. That's yeah. why it was genetically kind of weird. Yeah, the truth uh, comes out. Yeah, I, I cheated. Truth comes out. Well, I think I think that's going to be our show, guys. Thank you all so much for uh, 
checking out the show. We'll be back to a normal routine doing live shows uh, after uh, the new end of the new year. So, um, that, like I, th- I said, I think this was episode 28. Merry Christmas to all of y'all uh, that didn't hear it at the beginning of the show. But Merry Christmas, and we will see y'all on the next one. Later. Peace.